What did I just say? Sound like the usual mindless, boring, getting to know you chit chat. Welcome into the Green Insider Podcast Power Chat Edition, episode 61, getting ready to come at you right now. And we're very excited about today's episode, as we are with each and every episode. As we welcome to the program Tim Montague. Solar and storage expert. Of course, you can also hear him on the Renewable Energy Podcast as well, the Clean Power Hour of many. Also, too, he's with Continental Energy Solutions and great information about what's going on with the energy transition, what him and his folks are doing over at Continental, a little bit about his podcast as well. But before we get to Tim, let's hear from our CEO and co-founder, Mr. Mike Niemer, on what we do here at E-Renewable. Hi, Mike Niemer, co-founder and CEO of E-Renewable. Today, I'd like to tell you about our suite of services. We can help you with your PPAs and BPPAs, renewable natural gas, responsibly sourced gas, lighting and HVAC efficiencies, and we can assist you in planning for your ESG needs. If we could be of any assistance, don't hesitate to call us at 1-866-ERENEW1 or email me at mike at erenew.net. Enjoy the show. Thank you so much for that, Mr. Mike Niemer. Of course, check us out on LinkedIn. And of course, you can always learn more about us at the website, erenew.net. That's erenew.net. All right, let's get right down to the program and welcome Mr. Tim Montague. Well, I grew up doing solar thermal in my backyard in Albuquerque, New Mexico in the 1970s. And I didn't get into uh, the solar industry until 2016. And it's been a rocket ship since then. And so what was it about the solar industry that piqued your interest the most and what made you decide to take the plunge back in 2016? Well, I have a lifelong interest in sustainability and technology and helping people. And the solar industry is a great way to combine all of those things. You know, when we green the grid, we are reducing air pollution, which has a negative impact on human health. We are creating resiliency, uh, creating a, a, uh, a safer grid and we are you know, stepping back from the brink of climate chaos, which is becoming ever present uh, you know, with, with Hurricane Ida, the droughts out west, the fires out west. Uh, and so cl- that is front and center. I am on a mission for the energy transition. Where are you at right now with battery storage? And when did you and your organization there, Inter- Continental Energy Solutions, when did you guys start to uh, become you know, more in line with not just solar, but as well as battery storage? I'm glad you asked, you know, solar alone is a wonderful technology. What most people don't realize is if you don't have a battery connected to your solar array, there are a lot of things that you can't do. And so batteries have come onto the scene as a way to add a stack of values or a value stack. In Illinois, we're in, uh, in Northern Illinois, we're in, uh, we're in an ISO called PJM. And in PJM, you can use a battery to, for example, attack capacity charges. And this could be 30% of a commercial industrial customer's uh, power bill. And so, but then you can also provide resiliency. You know, you've got solar power during the day, but at night, of course, the solar isn't generating anything. Or during a grid outage, if the grid goes down, and you don't have a battery, then your solar array disconnects automatically from the grid by code as a safety precaution. When you you have a battery and solar, then you can microgrid. You need special hardware to do that, but you can microgrid and then run 
uh, in off-grid mode, which is you know what we would call resiliency. So those are those are some of the value stacks. We also have something called frequency regulation. You can use the battery to provide grid services. The grid operates at 60 hertz, and the battery can condition power and provide frequency regulation, which is another way to monetize the battery. So an example of this is that with a large commercial industrial solar and storage facility here in Illinois, the 25-year ROI of solar alone might be five to $6 million. When you add a battery, and we're talking a, a, a two megawatt battery, four megawatt hour battery, um, that ROI turns into $20 million. So it's a literally, literally a 3X improvement in the ROI. Just from adding battery to it. Yeah, I know it's hard to believe. And the challenge is that, of course, it adds capital expense. So sure. it is, it's a it's a bigger outlay on the front end, but it's a bigger ROI on the back end. Well, and, and to your point too, though, Tim, is that we're at the point now, though, aren't we, where it, it almost seems illogical to have solar and or wind without battery storage. Yeah, it's it's a both and right. There's there's plenty of there's plenty of reasons to install solar that reduces your power bill. You can reduce your power bill by fifty to seventy five percent. You'll never get rid of it with just solar. And then if you add in batteries, and you can use the investment tax credit, which is a generous federal incentive. It's twenty six percent of the project's value now. If you're pairing a battery with a solar array, you can use that ITC on the entire CapEx. Whereas if today, if you install a battery alone, you cannot use the ITC. Now that is going to change in the near future. There is a pure ITC for battery storage in the works in DC. But today, pairing solar and storage has some tremendous tax incentives. And then you get that, that value stack of having resiliency, being able to operate off-grid, and then providing grid services uh, with the battery. As, as ballyhooed as hydrogen is right now, and a lot of folks, that seems to be kind of the, the, the topic du jour when it comes to all things renewable energy. The reality is, though, I mean, solar's not going anywhere, and at the end of the day, it still accounts for, what, 5% total of, of all of our energy output? Yes, uh, solar is less than 5% of the U.S. grid, there is a, a, a recent white paper from the White House, and this is this is part of major legislative packages that are in Washington, D.C., to increase the amount of solar on the grid to 45 percent by 2050. I just checked my notes on this. So 45 percent by 2050 is the goal, and that's about a terawatt of solar that we're going to get on the grid. It's a huge amount of construction. And, and the way this plays out is, you know, last year we had 20 gigawatts of solar installed in the U.S. What the new plan is going to entail is 30 gigawatts for the next five years or so per year, and then doubling that to 60 gigawatts a year. So the solar industry is on a rocket ship ride and, and, and others you know, other renewable sources, solar, wind, battery storage are included in that rocket ship ride. 
One of the things we talked about is the, obviously, and we're all in the midst of this right now, the energy transition. And one of the things you've done in addition to uh, your, your solar mission is to help further and advance the energy transition conversation, certainly from a renewable standpoint. You've done that with a different co- uh, couple different podcasts. What made you decide to take the podcasting plunge and kind of what's uh, what's on the docket uh, next for Tim Montague in the uh, on the podcasting side? Well, yeah, you know, I've I've dabbled in podcasting since 2013 started a podcast called the solar podcast in 2017 and then started the clean power hour in 2020 and i'm really leaning into the clean power hour with my co-host john weaver who is a journalist for pb magazine as well as a solar installer in massachusetts so he really knows the industry from a market that is more mature than my own here in the midwest i'm in illinois and there's a tremendous need for education in all, you know, renewable energy sources, right? Americans are, it's still very, very early days, even though solar technology has been around since the 1950s. The solar, the modern solar cell was invented in 1954 in New Jersey at Bell Labs. So it's 70 plus years old now, but really solar took off in the U.S. in 2010. So we're just 11 years in now to the major growth of the solar industry. And so I use the podcast, the Clean Power Hour. Check it out. It's on all the audio platforms. And I use that as a way to spread the good news that's happening in the energy transition. Thank you so much for that, Mr. Tim Montague. Don't forget, you can catch all of the Green Insider episodes over at Apple, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, eRenew.net, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to check us out on Monday. Very special announcement of a brand new guest we've got coming on next week you do not want to miss. This has been the Green Insider Podcast, powered by eRenewable. We make going green easier.